The podcast which you are about to hear is politically incorrect and offensive. The opinions expressed by the three assholes recording it are done so solely for comedy purposes. Listener discretion is advised. This is the Whiskey Reel. Four and three and two and one. No reason, no conscience, no understanding, and even the most rudimentary sense of good or evil. If what you say is true, the Shaolin and the Wu-Tang could be dangerous. Your mother sucks big fucking elephant dicks. Got that? Come on now, dog. You know I give you the mad, fat, superfly, stupid, dope, dumbass, retarded, bomb shit props. Take a big step back and literally fuck your own face! Looking Bar- at graphs? Graphs. Okay. <laughs> Bar graphs, specifically. <laughs> um, actually, no, it was a line graph. But anywho, uh, it's amazing to see the growth and dip of COVID. I think they said yeah. 81% of us have at least one vaccination and somewhere in the upwards of more, a little more than half are fully vaccinated. Yeah. So we're starting to see the endemic phase rather than the pandemic yeah. phase. Yep. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't, you don't really hear about too many people catching. I mean, we live in a bubble here, but it doesn't seem to be have the same legs as it did even a month yeah. ago. I mean, Omicron landed hard. Oh, yeah. Everybody yeah, yeah, yeah. got it. Everybody yeah, got sure. that shit. Well, remember vaccinated, unvaccinated, dude. What have you? At the height, like when Omicron was at a tight, which was around, I think, New Year's ish. Yeah. Dude, they were diagnosing like a million people a day. Yeah, we're getting it. Like, yeah. that's bananas. In a way, I, and I'm not a scientist. <laughs> Uh, that's so weird i had you pegged it almost seems like that variant was sort of a blessing in disguise it kind of swept through yep got everybody but wasn't nearly as as damaging i mean obviously we lost people but you know especially the unvaccinated (laughs) sorry well we are the the numbers (laughs) we are continuing uh to lose people obviously of course we are the daily death rate is somewhere like I want to say 8,000 or something like something that. Something like that. Um, and what is it? 75 or 80% of those people are unvaccinated. Yeah. So um, there you go. Good job. Um, <laughs> it's, it's awesome. Um, I, I get to hear about it every day. I go to one of my locations. There's a particular brand of person that uh, attends the location. And a uh, lot of fake vax cards going on in that yeah, circle. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, they're the, it's the fucking get her done, truck nuts, fucking, <laughs> it's those guys. Yeah. Uh, you know, mud on the boots every day, you know, yeah. those guys. Well, and it's some of our friends, too, that aren't those guys, but <sighs> yeah, they play know. them on TV for well, sure. And now I, I may have to 86 somebody, yeah. uh, one of my guests that are now like, one of the, there's a certain gentleman that comes in, sweet old guy. Has a couple beers every day. It's just chat. Really just like the sweetest guy. He buys like birthday gifts for the bartenders. And he's just the nicest guy. He's never had a bad word to say about anybody. So he got COVID and almost died like a year ago from it. So he was in passing. Everybody's bullshitting, hanging out at the bar. He mentions that he's got to go take care of some stuff and then run by the hospital for his booster. Right. So this is a guy that almost died from COVID. Like, and he's going to get it because he understands he almost died and just got absolutely accosted by this guy. This guy was just like, You're going to fucking die. You're a fucking idiot. You're putting that shit in your. 
like just not just I'm opposed to your views. Uh, this was just like an active like assault. Wow. Like, and you don't really see that much of that anymore. No. Thank God. Yeah. But like there's still people out there. I mean, it's not just I choose not to get vaxxed. It's you're fucking going to die. And, and yeah, dude, it's scary, dude. Well, we like, saw the video of uh, DeSantis. Accosting those kids, <laughs> screaming at kids. <laughs> what a dick! What dude? He's such a just dick. little kids standing there like, with masks on. Like, all right, dog, I'll take my fucking mask off. I yeah, mean, thanks, geez. bro. Some of the kids were like, "No, nah, I'm wearing my mask, yeah. motherfucker." Future, nah. future president. <laughs> oh yeah, come DeSantis on, DeSantis, 2028. Like let's turn, um, let's turn America, Florida. <laughs> let's make America, Florida again. Yeah, let's 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 make America, Florida. So it's Mafa. It's not Maga. It's yeah, yeah, it's Mafa. not Maga. It's yeah, Mafa. Uh, I love it. I love it. Well, it's good to see at least. I think we're. I mean, it's hard to say, but I mean, unless this thing mutates again, which fingers crossed, doesn't seem like it's going to happen. Because it's too endemic. So. It, that's yeah. That's the hope. Okay. Because I mean, I mean, it's funny to think we just spent the last two years through that, and it's like, I'm sure it's not. Not everywhere is where we live in lovely old Durangi, where we're in a sure. goddamn microcosm. Yeah. But yeah. it feels like we're done. I mean, everybody, you know, the 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 courts say you don't have to wear masks anymore. Like. Yep. Federal institutions, state institutions say you don't have to wear your mask anymore. It's it's recommended, but not mandatory. Right. So I think, I don't know, man, unless we just get a whole wave of people from Idaho, because apparently Idaho is like the hottest spot in America. That makes is- so fucking much sense. <laughs> I guess those dickheads in Boise are just fucking spitting in each other's mouths or I don't I don't know what's happening, but uh, dude, <laughs> it's like all the deaths are in Idaho. compared to the rest of Idaho. Boise is like fucking downtown Manhattan. Isn't I mean, Boise supposed to be super nice? Right? It's a cute town. Like, I've been there a couple of times. It's a really cute little town. There was a whole wave of people moving to Boise because it's like yeah. low cost of living, low housing cost. Yeah, it was supposed to be awesome. And they have a little, you know, like a tiny little, you know, where all the hipster kids hang out, little city middle. Little scenesters. I've I've hung out in some bars down there, had some fun little nights out. Well, you got to spread your hipster around. You do. It can't be contained. They keep it pretty localized. (laughs) (laughs) Not unlike the virus. (laughs) You know, the further, just like any, you know, town of that size, the further you get away from the middle, like you start to run in and then it's like Applebee's and Chili's and that, you know, how that works. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Date night at TGI Fridays. Yeah. But I would just, I would just dial up an Uber and just like, take me where the kids go. (laughs) (laughs) You know, as soon as you, we take, I need a, a pure concentration of mustache wax. Yeah. Take me where all the mustache <laughs> wax is. Yeah. That's oh, dude. Well, I've, I think I've told you the story I had in what? Boise. Um, I met Ricky J. Okay. The, the magician that was in um, Boogie Nights and Magnolia. He was in, uh, he was in the one with uh, a bunch Heist. of David Mamet movies. Yeah. Heist. Yeah. Heist. With, uh, um, fucking. Yeah. Uh, Gene Hackman was in that. Yeah. He was and a, he was in some other mammoth so films. He's like a, he was, he passed away. Yes. He was like a real actual card shark. Like he, he was a street magician. He was a street magician and he was really good. And he was yeah. like a, he could go into casinos and like work the casino out of its fucking money. Well, dude, like in the seventies, he was that guy that would go on the Carson show and like throw playing cards through oranges and right, shit like right. that. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like he can do anything with a deck of cards. Um, but he showed me a card trick 
No shit. He was actually really sweet. Like I sat there and had a whiskey with him and we yeah. talked for a little while. And of course I just bloviated and like, Oh my God, I love you so much. And, you know, <laughs> and I was like, move. bro, like, you got to show me a card trick. <laughs> I'm sure he was just like, fuck you. Dude. But, but he did. And I, I don't remember it, but it was like, I was like, what? How did that happen? What the fuck did you just do? Totally. And he, yeah. His he's sleight like, of hand is on point. Oh my God, dude. Yeah. Like, yeah. He's unbelievable. Anyways, he's no longer with us. Um, an hour later, fucking Shonen Knife. This was like on a Wednesday <laughs> in Boise happening? in 2013. Okay. And like Shonen Knife shows up and they just start playing. And I don't what? know if you're familiar with Shonen yeah. Knife, but yeah, the little yeah. like pop punk, yeah, yeah. you know, uh, Japanese girls. Uh-huh. And uh, so I sat there and watched. Yeah, it was like the most hipster day of my life. <laughs> <laughs> and I've had a few. Yeah, dude. Yeah, it was all pretty this, cool. All of a sudden, I don't know how we got on Boise, but your that. shirt turns into a smedium. Yeah, like, <laughs> as you're watching. Uh, no, <laughs> well, we got on it because COVID, and I, for some reason, every graph looks the same for most states. Good job, Alabama. Uh, we didn't think you were going to make it. Uh, but outside of these little tiny hotspots, Idaho, for whatever reason, is like the epicenter of hell right now, which is yeah. weird. But that being said. It's good to be here. It's good to have our masks off. It is. Um, figuratively and literally. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. Um, welcome back. It is the whiskiest of reels and the riskiest of wheels. We are, as always, sponsored by Wagon Wheel Liquor. It is right down there. We can see it from our cloud. We are in Cloud City. Um, we want to thank Wagon Wheel for providing uh, the bourbon we're going to be talking about in just a moment. However, a quick introduction. Sitting across from me um, is the man that dodges bullets, not <laughs> unlike Neo in The Matrix. Um, <laughs> he's pretty quick on his feet for an old guy. Um, he is the Duke. He will haunt your dreams. This is one Mr. Bobbeth Van Noys. Thank you, my friend. It's good to be here with you. Yeah, yeah. Sitting across from me, he is obviously the opposite of Dorian Gray. For sure. The general manager of all Boise Applebee's. <laughs> There's 400 Applebee's of Boise. Yeah. He will rain upon you with the destruction hammer. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Aaron Antonio Branderas. Hootie hoo. Um, it's good to be back. Good to see you. Yeah. Um, we had a we had a glitch yesterday speak, trying to record. Speaking so. of the Matrix, we had a glitch in it yes. yesterday. We tried to use Bobby's fancy new laptop that he bought uh, specifically, and it just didn't work. So we had to yeah, nothing worked. change gears. Um, <laughs> just change gears a little we're bit. We're back so on this old girl. We are. We're back on Betsy. She, she treats us well. Yeah. And uh, we are, of course, many, many, many miles above the Earth's crust. Looking down and judging all of you as we are wont to do. That's why you listen. We're so in the can, Lando Calrissian suite. For sure. We're with Billy D drinking Colt 45 on a cloud, brother. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, everybody. Who do we have here? <laughs> <laughs> um, is Billy we, D, he's passed away, yeah? I believe Lando is. Is he? Ixnade. I don't know. Maybe he isn't. I don't know. God, I wish we had Carol. I Well... <laughs> You know that she's 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 going to be away for a while. They haven't even had a court date. <laughs> I yet. know she's been locked up since the insurrection. She was actually right behind. If you look at the video right behind Ashley Babbitt before she got shot. 
you'll see Carol. That's it's yeah. just a quick glimpse of Carol, yeah. right? She's the angry one with the fucking flag. I know, and she brought her disc golf gear for some reason. I don't know. She was trying to play frisbee golf. Flinging discs at the cops. (laughs) Chick is crazy, man. (laughs) I miss her, though. Oh, care. We don't have a research department anymore. Little care bear. Little care bear. Billy D. Williams is alive. How old is he? 89? He's in like mid-80s. He's such a smooth operator. You know, he was in that last, that shitty one. Which one? Uh, The the last. uh, Solo? No, the la- the last of that trilogy, uh, Rise said, of Skywalker. You said shitty one. He was in said- Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> you you still can't get over your hatred, dude. You're hilarious. Solo's better than that movie. I couldn't disagree more. Uh, we, it's we'll better than Rise that. of Skywalker. We'll, we'll we'll get into this. Okay. You just like the you like the kiss scene, right? The Rilo. <sighs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Just instant anger, dude. <laughs> um, anywho. Anywho. Um, we are in Cloud City. It's great to be back. It is a uh, cold and dreary day here in Durango. It's gross. Um, Durango is a funny way of, it's the ultimate just the tip town when it comes to weather. It just puts the tip of spring in you for a week and then just completely walks out the door. Yep. No follow-up. And it just leaves you cold and angry. It was like 72 degrees it was, two days ago. I was in shorts and a t-shirt yeah. three days ago, maybe. <laughs> and uh, now it is brutal. And it's got this weird apocalyptic wind going on, yeah. which was really weird. Like, it I was know. bringing out dust storms and shit. It was fucking weird. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we don't feel weather. We're above the clouds, my friends. That's That's kind of the point I was trying to make. And we have a lovely... Oh my! Bourbon today. Um, full full disclosure. We obviously thought we were recording yesterday, so we drank a little bit of this yesterday. So <laughs> we're we're coming in with full knowledge uh, today. Um, and now that I know what to expect, I'm almost glad we did the show the day after because when we first popped this open, Ooh. it is uh-huh, aggressive. Uh, you all know Four Roses, right? What you might not know about Four Roses is they do a very unique thing. Um, they take two mash bills, they multiply that by five yeast strains. So essentially, they come up with 10 different bourbons every year. And from that, they make their what we used to call the yellow label, right? The OG. The, the, that's like the first tier Four Roses. So what they do with that one is they take all 10 of those whiskeys and blend it into that Four Roses. Mm-hmm. Then you have the small batch, which is four. They choose four out of the Mm -hmm. 10 to mix. And then you have um, the small batch select, which is six of them. And they mix it down. So now you've got a bunch of different iterations. The one we're having today is single barrel. And what that means is out of the 10, they choose their favorite. And it becomes the single barrel, which is what we are sipping on today. It is a hundred proof. It is uh, it, and it tastes exactly what I'm going to tell you. It's sixty corn, thirty five rye, five barley, and boy, you taste every bit of that. I yes. will tell you, it is a hundred proof. Yikes! Yeah. Um, what did you think? I know you're you're hilarious because Bobby and I had the same reaction when we sipped this the first time. Well, I instantly got a sore throat. <laughs> <laughs> But then the second drink stripped away my throat lining, so I'm good. Um, no, it's 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 got some heat on the approach. It 
hits you pretty hard. Mm-hmm. The first sip is you're going to feel it. All the way down. Yeah, all the way down. Yeah. It's going to warm you down to your toes. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, it it finishes really, really lovely. Um, all the classic notes that we always talk about. <laughs> I get a lot of caramel out of this. Oh, yeah. Um, that's it's- prevalent for me. Like The caramel really hits. Um, it, you know, maybe the touch of butterscotch, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, the honest truth is, ultimately, it's just a really nice down the line bourbon for me. Like, um, and it's high proofed, so you could mix it, you could make Manhattan's with oh, it, you could, you know, do some really nice things with 100%. this bourbon. Yeah. And I, you know, price wise, we'll talk about that later, but. I think it's this is an appropriately priced bourbon. 100%. This is a little bit more esoteric, a little bit more cerebral. This isn't like regular Kentucky plonk where it's just mm. you're going to get beat up with breakfast spices. It's thick. It's viscous. It's dark. This is a lot more refined. Um, that ride just blasts yeah. your face off, though, man. It is so peppery down the middle. It's a great sipper. Oh, yeah. Um, I would... Care to imagine if you threw a rock in it, it wouldn't be bad. Um, and then also, like you brought up, mixing, cocktailing. Like oh, if yeah. you were to do like a Boulevardier, would it, this would stand up to all the sugar you would want to throw at it for sure. No doubt. Um, but yeah, this is their, what they consider their kind of <clears throat> crown jewel in their right. in their distillation process over there. It is still very Kentucky. Very it's got Kentucky. all the barreling that you mentioned, mm-hmm. the vanillins and the caramels. It also has this beautiful dried fruit to it as well. You can get like the apples and like a little bit of cranberry and some extra stuff going on there for sure. Um, but it's like I said, this is not for the faint of heart. This is not for like neophyte bourbon drinkers. You probably won't like this. It it. It's going to require you being very gentle and forgiving when you drink this. It'd be a great gift bottle. And it's beautiful. Like it's got this kind of beautiful square leading into a round. It's got the Four Roses logo that's embossed on the bottle. It's just, it's a very classy looking bottle for sure. Um, This came out hot at. Well, we, we are sponsored by Wagon Wheel, so I, I will tell you what you normal people will pay for this. Um, <laughs> this is, uh, you're looking right around 50 bucks for this guy. Right. And that seems to be the benchmark price when you start dealing in the, the more sophisticated stuff. Mm-hmm. You're going to be looking, there's some really, I mean, 35 to 45 is like feels like the bulk of bourbons now. That's where you find them. When you get over 45, typically you're looking at something a little bit more special, which this is. But at 50 bucks, it is an absolute buy. Um, This is the bourbon of the month over at Wagon Wheel. So um, they they have a whiskey club. When you join, you pay per month. You get a bottle of what? they're doing for the month and then you're also able to participate in like private tastings and they have a whole club and they meet and they talk about it so if you're kind of a super whiskey geek and you live in durango mm-hmm. go over there i believe every every wednesday i think something like that they do uh i'll get more down the road as we as we get down the road on this but um you're gonna find some beautiful stuff there it's 400 square feet of madness Right. Of just booze dripping off the walls. People are really educated, so get to Wagon Wheel. Um, and you get to go to, you can, like we said before, you can go buy a hammer. 
You can go get an omelet. Yeah, it's a good spot. You can get you can get Valtrex. Yeah. You can get one of 31 different flavors. <laughs> one of 31. You can get water. <laughs> There's a water store. There, you can is, oh, there is a water. The hydration station. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um Anything you need lives. Wait, they don't sponsor us. Fuck that. We can't shout them out. Fuck those guys. Um, In the town center plaza is where you will find the wagoniest of wheels. Um, By the way, this is also an eight year, which, as you guys know full well, it only takes two to be a bourbon. So this sits in barrel a very long time before we get to enjoy it. Yeah, you're not looking through that. That is a. There's. It's got some coloring to it. It's got. um, Yeah. I mean, eight years in a barrel. It's. It's it going to get some barrel, it shows right? It. It's going to get some definitely pick up on some stuff. But man, that heat on the ABV blows through all that bullshit. Dude. Yeah, it, does. it takes a while. It almost has to like kill all the nerve endings and then you get to enjoy it. Yeah, it's always best to fry your taste buds. <laughs> yeah, before. for sure. That's what you're supposed to do. Um, anyway. This is a caramel blowtorch. Yeah, dude. It's, it's seriously but intense. But it's a good one. Yeah. We've you had know, some whiskeys in here that are nothing but hot. We've had several in here that are either feel like you're chewing on a candy bar <laughs> yeah. or it feels like you're drinking isopropyl. Like, yeah, it, it feels like you're dying inside. Yeah, um, exactly. This has the heat, but it's also elegant and finesse. But again, not for you, uh, faint of heart, little new booties out there. This is for grownups. <laughs> um, that being said, do you know who would enjoy this a lot? Who's that? Uh, the president of the Ukraine. Okay. <laughs> he would really enjoy this. You think so? Probably right about now, I'm thinking. Well, I'm sure um, he would drink whatever he can get his hands on. <laughs> Vodka. Um, yeah, dude. That We were talking about that earlier, and I and I granted... Uh, Zelensky. Zelensky is the yeah. gentleman's name. Who's becoming what we would call a folk hero. And, and why wouldn't he? Yeah. He's basically sticking his middle finger up and telling Putin, I'm right here, motherfucker. Come yeah. get me. Like... Yeah. He ain't playing, dude. And yep. you see grandmothers with shotguns. And I mean, we briefly talked about it. And I, it's, it's, I want, I would love to buy into the whole fucking, well, Russia's going to lose. They're not going to lose. They got too much manpower and weaponry. However, what they can do is extend this out to a very costly war for yes. them. Not unlike Afghanistan was for mm-hmm. Russia and for us. Go figure. Yeah. Um, you're, I heard a military guy talk about the, there's a tactic in military training called, um, it's called uh, the left behinds. And what they do is they basically evacuate a city. They allow the enemy to come into the city, meanwhile hiding within the city. And they wait and they watch and they try to get times, protocols. Are they letting down their guard around this time? They get all this intel, and then they do guerrilla tactic attacks, yeah. which is like blowing up barracks. Um, you know, and it's supposed to be as violent as possible. Right, like that's the whole point is to throw them off. Um, from what I understand, a lot of the Russians that are in Ukraine right now, in in the few spots that they've occupied, are like you're talking about kids that have been in the military for like four months, yeah. maybe. So they send out all their cannon fodder is, I think, what's happening. <clears throat> and then so they too. come behind it with actual military. Um, but, man, Ukraine, isn't it weird? We're watching a war on TikTok. I know. This That's is the our first like, social media war. It's amazing. <clears throat> We're yeah. seeing boots on the ground, fucking actual shit happening, yeah. like street level. And it 
creates kind of a troubling uh, buffer because yeah. it feels like when you're not watching something on the evening news, like we did with Desert Storm one and two, yeah, like we, shit. you know what I mean? For sure. Watching the shit was like it. It made it feel very real. It was visceral, right? You know what I mean? But Showing this the feels like, whoa, did you see that? <laughs> <laughs> you gotta check this out, guys! Smash the like button and subscribe. Um, yeah, I, yeah. It's because you realize, oh, there's someone in that. You know what I mean? Oh, like that thing yeah. that blew up right yeah. now. Yeah, there's yeah. somebody in that. That's um, yeah. So, but they they are damn. They're holding their own. The U.S. has vowed and continues to give them aid by virtue of weapons and by virtue of sanctioning the Russians. Um, it's unfortunate. So, t- today we got a uh, ceasefire announced on the humanitarian routes. Right. Um, I don't know if that's going to work or whatever. I think but. from what I understood last night, they've already broken the ceasefire. The oh, Russians. really? Yeah. yeah. I mean, once, you know, you know you're well, in Well, they're sneaky Russians. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I mean, they're pinko commies. Um, have you ever, have you, if you've known a Russian, they're all sneaky. I guess. <laughs> I'm just saying. I honestly don't think I've ever met a Russian in my entire life. I have no Shut frame up. of reference. I don't think I have. I nobody from like Belarus or any anywhere around there. You've no. met some some crazy Czech women. I, sure. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I I can't I can't put my finger on anyone. I've known people from like Bosnia. Like I served with people that had Herzegovina that, that had left like, after the yeah. war and shit like that. You know what right. I mean. Um, I, but yeah, man, I don't know. Like, I don't think I've ever actually met a Russian. Interesting. To the best it, of my knowledge. To, uh, well, you would know cause they're sneaky. Well, they all look like <laughs> Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> of course. They obviously. Are. Well, obviously you mean the Swedish guy that <laughs> the played Swe- the Russian? Yeah. Um, <laughs> they all look like Bridget Nielsen. Um, <laughs> well, <laughs> the, the the thing that's well, a if you've met any Russians, they're a very particular type of person. Um, usually, lots of fun, but have a little bit of a short fuse. I would say is, is right. what I like to call right. that. Um, that being said, it's unfortunate. I was going to say that unfortunately, when we do things like sanctions and give weapons. Mm-hmm. The people who don't want to fight, which are the Russian civilians, which most of them, I mean, it's not like we can go get a Gallup poll of Russian, what they think, yeah, right. but it would appear that most of them don't want to be there. Yeah. Um, not just the soldiers, but that they're not getting mm-hmm. a lot of a groundswell of support. What was cool is Moldova. What was it? Was Moldova and Georgia have asked to join the European Union. Oh, wow. Since this began. Right. So a little bit political back. It's backfiring. Yes. This is a bad look, man. And it's they don't have the money to make this a protracted fucking campaign. They can't afford to do another Afghanistan where they're there for three years and they're kind of taken over, but kind of not. The Ukrainians. Well, see, that doesn't make sense because strategic genius Donald Trump. <laughs> came out and said that uh, he's a genius. That this was a brilliant move. Brilliant, genius move. I mean, if history tells you anything, <laughs> by his track record as a businessman, <laughs> you know he just hits home runs. Yeah, know. you know he's never had a bankrupt business. So you, you'll know more about this than I do what? because you follow it closer. But apparently, Donald Trump, um, because of the 
uh, <laughs> legal problems that he's facing. Which are legit legal problems, Legit legal problems. Yeah, just in case people think that this is going to be like the, right. you know, the Russiagate thing where it disappeared. Well, but one thing that's going to come out of all this is disclosure. Yep. And he's got to turn over financial records and tax records and, I mean, so much shit. Isn't that weird that that motherfucker never gave a... Put his ta- gave us his tax info. Uh-uh. He's the only president in history that's never done that. And we just said, oh, okay. Okay. Uh, okay. I know. <laughs> Isn't there some sort of thing we can do about that? I mean, it's <laughs> I just so know. fucking weird, man. I know. Um, and he had all those papers seized from Mar-a-Lago that were yeah. confidential. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. That he took. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, they weren't happy about that. They no. literally subpoenaed. No, there's some that shit. there's some real things happening. Oh no, and in New York, I mean that's yeah. his home state. He's up for tax fraud. Yep. So we will see. I would love to see that family just completely separated from society and right. gone. I never want to see any of those ugly people again. No, that, yeah, they're just, horrible. Just ugly on the inside, all of them. Just ugly, horrible people. I don't understand the like. They've become folk heroes. Right. In, in this country to a certain sect of people. A hundred percent. You know, there, there is no doubting that. Yeah. People that we're friends with and close with and related to look at them as like some integral part of American history. It's you know amazing. what I mean? And obviously you can't tell the story of America without that fucking family. But like, I mean, I don't think I mean, the family is I mean, you're talking about a bunch of people that literally never worked a day in their life. And you've got all these blue collar guys that work ten hours a day supporting a bunch of these soft rich people. I, I yeah. never that never has made sense to me. I know. I I see them back in a somebody that's in there, a strong personality, fighting for them, working every day kind of guy. Right. But these people have never worked. Yeah. Or or crim, have committed criminal acts themselves. Right. Like they're the least representative of what it means to be a good American. What do you think the overdraft? Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, these are literal cowards, rich cowards hiding in their castles, and you guys support them. When do you think the over under is for Eric Trump to just die from a fentanyl overdose? I. I mean, I'm sure he has like no. decent sources. He gets the good for coke. the copious amounts of cocaine <laughs> yeah, that dude. that idiot does. I'm gonna go. Okay, how about we play a little game? What? How do you think the kids should die? And how do you <laughs> oh, think? Wow. How do you think they will die? Oh man. Um, so the daughter. Uh, Ivanka, Ivanka? Or, or the one nobody cares about, Tiffany. Uh, oh well, she's fine. She's we'll fine. leave her. We'll leave her alone. Yeah. She seems quiet. She's um, shit, dude. She's. <laughs> I see kind of a Sunny Von Bulow, um, <laughs> insulin overdose in her future. Oh my god! And we'll find out whether or not a Jared fucking you know murdered oh, yeah. her. Oh no! Put her into a coma. Definitely murdering her. Yeah. That that's gonna happen. And wow, that is a really old reference. Uh, no one listening to this <laughs> podcast knows, knows who the fuck I'm talking about. I'm sure. Oh, that's fucking <clears throat> awesome. Watch the movie Reversal of Fortune. Jeremy it, Irons. It's great. Spectacular movie. fucking movie. Yeah. And uh, Glenn Close. Glenn Close uh, as well narrates her own demise. Right. Throughout the movie, it's a tr- it's, and a, it's a true story. Movie, yeah. yeah. And you guys, uh, what's the 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 attorney, um, Alan Arkin? No, <laughs> Rickman? it was Ron Silver that played the character, but he's still a lawyer that's on Fox News all the fucking yeah. time. Yeah, 
You know what I mean? Now, they kind of make him out to be a hero in that film. Alan Dershowitz? Dershowitz, thank you. That piece of shit? Yeah. Yeah. So Dershowitz is the guy that defended Klaus von Bülow when it turns Mm -hmm. out that he probably put his wife into a diabetic coma with an overdose of insulin. Oh, no, he did. Yeah. So Dershowitz, you mean the guy that rode the Lolita Express like 30 times? Yeah. That Dershowitz? That guy. Oh, okay. I thought it was a different... So that's Ivanka's future. That's okay. Is a, How about the boys? <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll combine the boys. All right, Eric's too obvious and too. Okay, so let's let's. Od. I would think fentanyl would come into play at some point. In my mind, though, in my mind's eye, I'm a cinematic guy. I'd like to see him get caught up in a drug deal gone bad. Perfect. And he gets shot in the head by fucking John Wick. But <laughs> in a tracksuit. <laughs> well, unfortunately, they'll probably all live till eighty nine because horrible people tend to live yeah. forever. And by the way, disclaimer: really obviously, we don't want these people to die. No, no, we're just supposing. If just they supposing, did, I'm going. Ivanka gets turned out to the streets by a pimp named Big Grady, and it's going to happen in Detroit. Oh wow! It, it should be hooked on heroin. Did she get rescued by Liam Neeson or Val Kilmer? (laughs) Neither. (laughs) She gets rescued by Shia LaBeouf. Um, (laughs) Eric. I'd stay wherever I was. (laughs) Eric uh, has a massive coronary while while dressing up and doing baby play. And his mistress, (laughs) while feeding him a bottle, he has a massive coronary and is found in diapers. (laughs) <laughs> That's how I want it. The other one, uh, D- old Junior. The dumb one. Oh, my God. Oh, no. The dumb one is Eric. Well, Eric's the, like, frantic one. Donald Trump Jr. Yes. is the crazy coked out one. Oh, okay. Am I wrong about that? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I yeah. say on a coke-fueled binge, takes a plane, flies <laughs> it to a remote part of South America where only cannibals live. He is then captured tortured and eaten right by a group of indigenous cannibals that's in my head okay how okay. i want kind that cannibal down. holocaust very much so okay and they just break off See, pieces of him slowly i think he's such a dummy that he's gonna bump his head in the bathtub and just slide <laughs> under the water <laughs> And that's it. Oh, my God. And then he just stares up at the ceiling because he doesn't know how to make himself not drown. (laughs) He tries screaming but realizes you can't breathe water. Yeah, it just makes it worse. It just makes it worse. (laughs) Oh, that would be so much fun. Um, uh, We we talked a little bit about it with old uh, Shawnee Moe last week, but his truth social is fantastic. He's like blocking people from coming on. It's like the exact opposite of what he said he would do. It's fantastic. Well, and he hasn't really posted on it from what I understand. I was no. just reading that. that they, he hasn't done anything on it. You would think they would have foreseen the demand and the server and amount of like, they, they can barely keep the site up. You know, it's yeah. crazy. Um, we're still waiting. Oh, by the way, to access it, you have to have a Russian VPN. <laughs> just saying. It's only accessible it's only through accessible. Russian servers. <laughs> God. Oh, my God. I, you, I mean... We grew up at the exact same time, basically. Yes. We grew up with drills and Death the drills. Cold War. Yep. And all we heard about was the Soviets this and the Soviets that. And they were going to bomb us. And we lived in fear. Yeah. Our entire adolescent life, which is probably why we're so fucked up. It probably doesn't help. You know. But like, 
We had the, the 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 movie the day after they played on network TV oh about the end God. of the world, dude. Which, by the way, was the scariest thing as the a kid to watch. The scariest thing that was ever on network television. Rex and I talk about that still. Like, do you remember how scary that was? But we it used to, fucked me up. We used to do death drills where you did your stop and you hopped under your desk and covered your head like that was going to happen. <clears> but yeah, whatever. Great. But we lived in fear of a Russian nuclear yeah. war. Uh, yep. That was a big thing growing up. It was a, a legitimate reason to be scared. It inspired thousands of heavy metal songs. Fucking right, dude. <laughs> dude, you wouldn't have nuclear assault. Oh, my that. God, right? Metallica. How many Metallica songs were about fucking <laughs> nuclear winter? <laughs> Celtic Frost. Yeah. <laughs> Shit, Megadeth delved into all oh that God, stuff. And yeah, the, cause then the Cold just, War ended, they had to start singing about aliens. Yeah, I know. You know. Then it went to a different direction. That was a good um, album, though. It's it a, it a good album, though. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then Perestroika came, right? The Soviet Union dissolved, and yeah. the Cold War, you got Gorbachev, you got Yeltsin. Um, it became the kinder, gentler, more diplomatic, more uh, democratic yeah. country of Russia. American industry came in. It seemed like things were just calm. And then, you know, flash forward 20 years and you get what uh, what Mark Norman called uh, Russian Joe Rogan. He's short, bald, and had black belt in judo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, but yeah, you get this guy that wants to relive the glory days of the Soviet yeah. Union and spread that across everywhere. Well, and the thing about Putin, man, he's not a, I don't want to call him a tyrant or a, he's a, He's a gangster. Dude, you're talking about the guy was, he's the head of the KGB. Yeah, I mean, we're talking about a dude that was like, like he's like Tony Soprano of yes. that portion of Europe. A hundred percent. You know what I mean? he's a bully. If you yeah. fuck with him, he'll poison you and kill all your family. And has. And fuck, you know what I mean? And it's like, this is not a, this is not Stalin. No, by any stretch. You know what I mean? Stretch. But this is a fucking dangerous thug. Dude, he's just a thug with a lot of pull. That's it. That's and he it. owns half of our politicians. Fucking ain't right. Well, which half? We, we know, know which, which half. half. Uh, <laughs> talk to Hannity and fucking Tucker Carlson about yeah, it. Yeah, um, they'll tell you who owns who. There's a big thing we're going on right now. We've gotten so political, but I don't care. Um, Marco <laughs> Rubio's having all of his finances checked now because he takes tons of money from like Russian oligarchs. To fund his goddamn campaigns. Yep. He's sending out, tweeting out pictures of Zelensky in the middle of a fucking war. And like, possibly, he was asked specifically by the Ukrainian ambassador. Don't do that. Don't fucking yeah. do that. And he did it anyway. That's fucking crazy. What a scumbag. He, ha I mean, this is what we're saying. These people have no integrity. And I'm not going to get the Democrats off the hook either. The integrity is not something that. Oh, there's runs Russian rampant. money going into the Democratic Both ways. Party. Both of course, ways. of course. Um, but it's amazing because I think what you were getting to is we grew up with Russia being our enemy. Yes. Then they became our friend, and um, it's uh, it's funny to watch all these right wing, pro America, America first people simp for Russia. And they're just simping. They're just fondling the balls and deep-throating fucking Russia as much as they can. Yeah. And we were laughing, like, when did they become, like, not the end? Like, yeah. why now? Like, they're in, they're doing worse now than they ever did in the Cold War outside of the Cuban thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. How'd that go? But outside of that, this is the most aggressive Russia we've seen in our lifetimes by far. 
and everybody's just cool with it. Like you got, like I said, the aforementioned Hannity and Carlson, like, oh, they're not doing anything wrong. They're just trying to liberate the Ukraine, which probably should have asked the Ukraine whether they wanted to get liberated. (laughs) Um, It's just amazing to me. When did that paradigm shift happen where they and these people grew good. up in the same america that we did that's what i'm saying it's so fucking weird they're our age or older 100%. for the most part you 100%. know what i mean and, and yeah when did this happen um where they became cool like again yeah, or i know something i don't know um i mean look times shift perspectives sure. shift sure. i understand like this is not the same this is not the russia we grew up with right you know, and these are not czarists and they're not the Soviets. Right. This is a different thing, but I think it's just as dangerous. I think it's scary. Right. You know what I mean? Mainly because they're desperate. I mean, they are. They are clearly have, desperate. They're running out of resources. Yeah. Basically, they're they're broke. Yeah. Even though they have a lot of export they do with grain and oil and gas. Um it's not enough to sustain what they want to do and the military might that yeah. they want. And so they're looking for other mineral-rich places to occupy. So not only do you get the country's wealth, but you get the wealth of the people, which then becomes part of your machine. Yeah. Um, I, I just I, If this thing lasts like for a year, they, they're gonna not going to be able to do it, man. No. And they may just fucking start doing tactical nukes. And, <clears throat> yeah. That's Which just is scary. Super scary, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then at that point, the which American, one would hope would just bring the full weight of the world down on them? But like, what, what does what that, does that turn mean? into? You what know what I mean? mean? You're that talking about be... a country with a thousand nuclear weapons, and and there might be crazy enough outside of Kim Jong Un, who definitely would use a nuke. Oh yeah, he's a moron. Regardless, um, I mean, I don't think Russia's. I don't think Putin specifically. I'm just hoping they do some black ops shit and take him out. You know what I mean? Just do some, like, send John Rambo down there and fucking, like, make it happen, dude. Uh, Well, I think Rambo's still hanging out with the Mujahideen (laughs) in fucking Afghanistan. Do you remember that? That is That was a troubling political statement (laughs) in the the Reagan era. Was Rambo fighting alongside Osama bin Laden, basically. No, definitely. You know what I mean? Definitely. Because they were our friends. Against the Russians. Weird, right? Man, the world is weird, bro. The world is weird, brother. Um, did you it's all see shades of, the, of gray. I know, right? Um, did you see any of the State of the Union? Oh, Bidey? <clears throat> I saw the highlights. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you say that with like a, are you sure they were highlights? <laughs> no, what I did see that I found, and I, I watched off and on, I watched 10 minutes here, 10 minutes there. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, it I, was unwatchable in a straight shot. But friends of the podcast, Lauren Boebert and Marjorie Taylor yes. Greene. Wow. Um, you, I'm going to say it. Do it. You shameless C words. <laughs> I mean. See you next Tuesday. Gross. Um, that is. I'm not if, the world's biggest Joe Biden fan, but when all. the man is on stage talking about his son that died. Yeah. Maybe you should shut the fuck up and show a little respect. I don't recall uh, that happen. I recall in my ha- that happening twice. Well, there was the one time when that dude threw a shoe at George. When, Bush's when the guy head, threw the shoe at Bush, fucking amazing. It was pretty hilarious. Dude, he did. By the that way, shit. Yeah, Bush was like Fuck super reflex. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all can't catch me. Come on, buddy. <laughs> um. I do remember an outburst when we just happened to have our first black president. That was weird, right? Yes. And then yes. 
The next one is this. Yeah. And throughout as much as the Democrats hated Trump, they never did that. They never. Oh, you like that? I like that. <laughs> that sounds like me rubbing one out. Sounds like a hundred uh, proof, baby. <laughs> do it. Uh, that is, if that, and I ask you, because I know there's a lot of right-wingers that listen, especially in Ashburn, Virginia. You know who you are. Oh, yeah. Our new weird listenership Our new in Bradenton. Ashburn, Virginia. We have a new Bradenton. <laughs> what if the same guy just moved to moved Ashburn? Moved out of Bradenton and moved to Ashburn. Well, it's as worthless of a city as far as I know. Uh, <laughs> your claim to fame is not having a claim to fame. Um, you're known for not being known. How's that? <laughs> um, uh, anyway, um, I don't know if you're if you're a right leaning person. I have friends of mine that are, uh, and they're they're great people. They're not insane Republicans. They're moderates, and I can respect that. I don't agree with everything, but I respect them for making their decision. Do what you're going to do, boo boo. If that's who you want to be associated with, like what those two women displayed in Congress, that's that's how you want to that's how you want to be known. Yeah, like. You're it's just being complete juvenile trash that can't work out a fucking uh, a math problem to save their lives. No. They've neither one of them has put together subs, any substantive legislation. Nothing. They've not backed anything of substance. They've literally wasted their time in Congress, yelling through mail slots and and pulling down tweets that they fucked up on, which is basically Lauren Boebert's entire career. Oh, like All tweeting sh- uh, where. Um- where the House of Representatives were at oh, during, during the insurrection, or what? How about giving tours um, the week the sp- before? The speaker, there was a famous tweet, and I can't remember the verbiage, but yeah. it was like the speaker is over here, basically live tweeting the insurrection, telling people well, where to find Nancy listen, Pelosi. She knew she wasn't in trouble. Gross, man. She knew she wasn't in danger. I know they weren't going to shoot old Bobby. It's not like she was um, showing up to work. You know, it's fu- no, it's I know, right? <laughs> Uh, do you know it's not without my pistol on my hip? Yeehaw! Um, <laughs> Noah's fucked up is she just, her last masterpiece. And by the way, if, you, if you're not familiar with Lauren, Lauren Boebert's tweets, get used to them. They're fucking remarkable. This, they are. This woman has almost a genius level ability to get herself in shit. It's amazing. And the last latest one is, all right, guys, I'm moving all my social media over to Truth Social, which is Donald Trump's bullshit. I know I'm going to see everybody there, da 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 and, and all it is is person after person going, bye. Yeah. Bye. Yeah, yeah go talk in your echo chamber, man. That's yep. all we want you to do. Get yep. out of here. Exactly. You know, And we're going to have the ability to get her out of office soon. And if the fine people of Colorado where we live, who if if she gets reelected, like, what does that say about who we are? Well, it all comes down to, like, I think Grand Junction and... Yeah. The, it's Grand Junction. Ba- mostly, right? Yeah, the that's Grand what Jun- I understand. The Springs is not a part of that, right? I don't I recall. I think it's mostly Grand Junction and then, like, some weird outlier towns that you drive through towns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? That you go through when you're on your way to Denver, basically. Right. Other than that, they have no use. The Grand Junction is, like, what, the fourth biggest city... Yeah, it's got a ton of people in it. There's some people there. And it's very, very Lauren Boebert. Very Boeberty. And yeah. That's where you can go pick up a patty melt over at Shooters. (laughs) 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 Um, By the way, is that her husband's dick? (laughs) Shooters? 
No, his would be called Exposers. Yeah. Um, that would be his restaurant. By Register, the way, sex offender. Uh, registered sex offender, Mr. Lauren Brobert. Yeah, correct. Right, okay. Just making sure. He's still a sex offender, right? Yeah. Okay, just, I had to double check on dude, that. Dude, I didn't show my dick to 16-year-olds when I was 16. <laughs> I know, dude. I would have, but, yeah, totally but nobody wanted to see it. Yeah, nobody, nobody was, <laughs> nobody was knocking at my door. <laughs> tell you that much. Um, he was champing at the bit. Yeah, but he uh, did do that. Mm-hmm. He got arrested for doing that. So yep. I'd like to say that as much as possible, so people yeah. understand the quality of person that they're putting into Congress. Um, I can't think of the guy's name. It's something like Marcus Williams, maybe. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna feel like a real. Prejudice asshole. <laughs> if that's not his name, if that's but, not his name. <laughs> um, but he's he's this really cool black cowboy guy that lives in Georgia. Okay, and he's uh, ex-military, but okay. kind of you know democratic. Sure, kind of like moderate Democrat kind of okay. guy, but he is f- putting the fucking hardcore press on fucking Marjorie Taylor Greene. MTG, in yeah, he's. They're talking about he might end up being the the number one contender to take her ass down, and Good. I really hope he is. And I'll, I'll find him on Twitter. Okay, uh, well, we'll, she's, we'll talk about it after the break. She's but. been censured anyway, so her ability oh, to yeah. create any sort of uh, upswell of anything has been taken away from her because she's such a fucking loon. Um. And, and believe me, friends, not every black man I know do I think their name is Marcus Williams. <laughs> that's what, that's what every, you can mark that off on your bingo card. Oh, no, card. it's not Williams. Okay. It's my, okay. His name, <laughs> his name is Marcus Flowers. Oh, I like it. Which is kind of cool. Yeah. I like it. Um, you can find him on Twitter at, at Marcus4Georgia. That is the number four. Good. At Marcus for Georgia. Everybody. There's some also some good candidates running against Bobert too. Everybody. Um, actually trying on the Republican side as well. Good. I, I at this point I will I will fucking vote in the Republican primary at this point. Yeah. Um I just they need to be away from here. If you get if the Republicans want any chance of reclaiming the glory of the Republican Party, which by the way, outside of two fucking people that won on paper only on electoral but not popular vote. Yeah. If you were to remove those two, there'd been no Republicans in the last 32 30, years. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I think the country skews. It always has skewed left. It always has. The whole thing was come out and vote, well, come out and vote. But now that with gerrymandering yeah. and everything, I, I just hope if anybody out there is in Georgia listening, go vote. I guess the last thing I would say, like, just as a response to that, I think the, the country skews to the left – on policy issues. Yes. Even if you're a Republican, you probably don't realize that in some ways you do support Medicare and you yeah. do support nationalized health care some, on some level. And you do Absolutely. support um, freedom of choice on some level. Uh-huh. And there are plenty of Republicans that believe that individual like issue by issue basis. Right. right. Believe those things. Sure. You know what I mean? doesn't yeah. make you. But when it comes right down to it. If you have an R by your name and you've always identified as the R, you're going to vote for you're the gonna R. You're going to vote R. Just you're going like to vote party yeah. line. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, you know. I mean, whatever. It is what it is. But I just think. It's just it, human nature. I, I would love to have a rational Republican Party again. Would It'd be, be cool. It'd be really cool. Where's George Will? George Will. Dude. We, where's he Buckley left. and George he left. Will? And, yeah, he no, left the party. All, they all bounced. He left the party. He couldn't take it anymore. Like people that I used to think were pretty extreme. 
are oh, just George like, Will. this shit's crazy. I mean, when you list, look, watch the McLaughlin group, Will would be like the furthest of the far right. Oh, yeah. And even he went. Well, these, until they brought on Pat Buchanan. Sure. But he's a psychopath. Is he alive? Buchanan, psychopath. <sighs> he can't be alive. He I have can't. no idea. I have no idea. I heard. <laughs> I heard he was found in a dungeon in New Orleans wearing only booty socks and his mouth was stuffed with anger with <laughs> grapes with andouille sausage and I they found him like that it was he yeah they filled his cavities with olive <laughs> olive tamponade olive tamponade <laughs> wow oh all God, right we need beautiful. to take a break I need, I need to go 1099. Oh, and, I'm going to uh, 1099 all over the place. And right. then we're going to come back. Enjoy your intermission. We'll be music. back in like 30 seconds, yeah. folks. Yeah. And uh, we're going to talk media when we get back and do some fun stuff. Yeah, we are. Just Google us. <laughs> hey, guys, you can reach out to Southwest Colorado's podcast that never pulls any punches. Ever. Ever. Except for when we pull all of our punches and take... Because we're told to. Podcast. To take an episode down. <laughs> that, that has happened. That's happened. Um, you can reach us at 970-426-5344. Steering a boat with your dick. Nine seven zero four two six five three four four. Send us a text message. Leave us a voicemail. We would love some more feedback from you, beautiful people. You can also reach out at whiskeyreel at gmail dot com. All of our feeds are available on Linktree slash whiskeyreel. Just look up Whiskey Reel. You'll find us. Yeah, you can Google the shit out of us. Don't We're be, everywhere. Don't be a We're dipshit. everywhere. And if We're- you ever have Tommy Lee as the captain of your ship, bring some sandy wipes. Because <laughs> he goes hands free, brother. Uh, so that's a media thing. Um, I was just. Have you been watching that show? No, I haven't. The Tommy Lee and Pamela it's Anderson. Really, really well done. Like a lot better than I thought it was going to wow. be. Who's Pamela? Who's plays Pamela? Uh, Lily James, who, who is that? unrecognizable in this. In oh, this I don't even know who that is. She's the pretty little girl that played the waitress in Baby Driver. I think yes. she was on Downton Abbey. Okay. Perhaps. I'll take your word for which it. Which I'll never watch that <laughs> fucking never show. Watch. Never watch that show. Yeah, Blake. Suck the it. day I fucking watch that show. <laughs> um, I've got all the DVDs at home. If you, This is not a spoiler, but I, I found this really fascinating. Um, there's a scene, because uh, Seth Rogen is also in it. Okay. He plays the gentleman that stole the tape the, cons- oh, the, the contractor yeah, yeah, that yeah, actually yeah, yeah. stole the safe and stole the tape and everything and tried to get rich off of right. it which didn't work out he got hooked up with some gangsters <laughs> trying to distribute it the gangster being played by one mr <laughs> andrew dice clay what esquire oh uh, my god plays, and he's fantastic in it man he's super good dude he's fucking awesome and there's such a weird scene and i don't know if this really happened or not 
but he's trying to get some money out of Seth Rogen's character, and he he's making him eat this bowl of cherries. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, I'm going to ask you a question, then you got to eat a fucking cherry. <laughs> now, now you got to eat, too. So the cherries are soaked in, like, brandy and fernet bronca, which no we're familiar shit. with. Yeah, he's like, I soak them in brandy and fernet bronca. <laughs> and the, and the look on Rogan's face while he's eating as them. he's eating them, they had to really be soaked in that shit because he's it's really really fucking funny. So he's trying to get him hammered, kind yeah, of. Yeah, and yeah, and he questions. just keeps asking him questions, and he's it's so fucking. I would have never given that show a chance just because the subject matter. Like um, we lived through it. Sebastian Stan, who oh is that's from a Winter Soldier. That's Bucky. Yeah, yeah. he plays Tommy. Oh, really? Tommy Lee actually came out and is like, I got to tell you guys, like, this guy plays Tommy Lee better than I fucking play Tommy (laughs) Lee. Right, right, right. (laughs) Yeah. That's Um, awesome. It's really well done. It's, um, It's actually, it's different than what you think. It's not as salacious as one would think. Yeah. It's actually... Um, the relationship they portray, and who knows if this was really the case, but it seemed like it was the case, that it was very sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, the relationship between Pam and Tommy is really, really sweet. Right. Um, if anyone's actually seen that video in its entirety, yeah. it was a home video. That's all it was. There's wedding footage on it. Yeah. There's friends t- sitting around talking. There's, it, th- like, the sex part of it was very brief. Right. And very private and it was it was a couple doing couple shit yeah and i don't know man it just i don't know it kind of in retrospect i haven't thought about that shit in the 20 years why would you you know it what was i mean kind of on it was kind of a 90s sensationalism yeah you know? for sure like, we we all saw it and all we did was like holy shit tommy lee has a huge dick <laughs> that man is his own main mast <laughs> On his ship. There's a scene in the show um, when they first are going to have sex and they get naked in front of each other. And he's like, are you ready to meet him? <laughs> that's some Tommy Lee shit right Yeah, it's some Tommy Lee shit. That's what's up. Uh, that's funny. Um, yeah. Anywho. Else? Yeah. That's all. We, I mean, I, I would have never given that a chance had you not said No, something. you should try it. It's actually really cool. Don't watch it with Izzy in the house, but. I probably won't. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to expose <laughs> her to more like horror movies, though, like slowly oh, but okay. surely. Yeah, so kind of building up to it. scared. There's some like, you could start with some cool old, there, you know, kind of young adult friendly yeah, horror no, stuff. Yeah, you, you can. And some of, actually some of that's even scarier. It's not about the jump scares. It's about like the, the, the thought behind some yeah, of those movies. Yeah, can be a little scary. We're doing, uh, have you seen, I want to talk about this last week. Have you seen, it's a series on AMC-ish? Uh, I know it's on Prime is where you find it. I forget, you know, Prime, you can get a hundred yeah, different channels yeah. through Prime. It's on Prime and it's called From. And oh, I've heard about this. It's, it's by the creators. Don't don't hate it when I say this, but it's from the creators of Lost. Um, right, and it has in it homeboy that played Damon Lindelof. Yeah, is he involved? I don't know. I, think I don't know. So. I, I think it was the other. I one. mean, he was the main guy. He was the but, main guy, right? Yeah. Um, but it's part of that crew that okay. wrote the movie, uh, the the show, and they have one season out. It's on. You can find it through Amazon. Just look for From. Okay. Um. It has on Homeboy, and I always forget his name. Rex knows his name off the top. Uh, Damon, what's his name? Not Damon. I forget. Anyway, 
It's the it's the gentleman that played like the co-pilot in the Matrix, the black gentleman. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And he was also in Oz. Yep. He's been in a lot of shit. Been in a lot of. He's stuff. like plays the sheriff. So check out the premise of this. This is crazy. So, all people traveling around the country find themselves in this town. Once and now you can't leave this town. You're stuck. Okay. And so they've acquired all these people over the years, and they've separated into factions in this town. Okay. Okay. What's, so they can't escape. If you drive, you keep driving and go right back into the town. Well, that's right? very Blake Crouch. Very Blake Crouch. Um, <laughs> um, and on top of it, to make it even more Crouchian in its scenario, um, there are some, uh, some really good actors in it. But uh, the whole thing is you can't, they tell you, like, you got to go inside after dark. So after dark, very there's these things that come out that look like people you know. And okay. They, and they're, they walk and smile, and they just surround you. They're actually creatures that tear you into pieces and gut. Like, they show the bodies afterwards, and it looks like they were attacked by, like, a thousand wolves. Like, it's frightening. Okay. And that's the whole thing is you can't let them in. So you got to nail your windows shut if you have kids because they'll let them in because they'll see grandma. Going, let me in. I want to have some cookies with you. So it's really freaky. And so they're trapped in this town with these demons. And the first uh, season is about a family who first ends up there. And they discover through the episodes, like, what what you can and can't do here. Right. Um, Very trippy. They keep these little stone talismans in their doorway to keep them at bay. You don't know what these are. You don't know if you're in a parallel universe. You don't know if you're in like a purgatory situation. Um, it's fucking cool though. You should give that it. That sounds cool. You should check it out though. It's at least worth a watch, and it's a it's a head scratcher. You don't get to figure things out right. right away. Well, and I'm staring at a poster of Wayward Pines. And Heard the, of it. The reason we call this very Crouchy and Blake Crouchy, <laughs> Crouch esque. <laughs> Is because that 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 concept is kind of similar to what they very what, similar what happens in um, Wayward Pines. There, there, I, and I loved Wayward. I love. There's that a huge, series. beautiful reveal in that series. You know, and I, I don't know how Blake feels about that series. He and I have never really discussed it at length. How it turned out as far as visually. I think it would have been nice if they would have greenlit them for three seasons. That would have been great because they could have developed. actually developed the trilogy out rather yeah. than having the whole trilogy play out basically in the first season. Yeah, because then they were like. I think it was Chad Hodges, who's a frequent collaborator with Break. Had, oh, okay. They had to like write, like, like oh, how, now how what happens? Now right. what happens? Yeah, because right, 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 they were right, off right. the source material after one season. So that was the thing with this. They ended the first season. It's still up in the air. Yeah, you know what I mean. So right. there's more to come. So it's yeah. going to be interesting. They've already been greenlit for another. So season. check out from on Amazon Prime. On Amazon Prime also um, on. Showtime, Raised by Wolves, season two. We Rid- did, we discussed Rid- the first season at length. Ridley Scott, um, they came with it in the second season. Okay. It started to get a little stale, and there are episodes within this season that are very expeditious. It's not a lot of action, but my lord, man, when the action hits, motherfucker. Okay. Um, it's Ridley Scott. You know what to expect. This is way more Blade Runner than it is other things. Um, and I think his son actually does the direction yeah like i forget his it's name. not jake it's, it's like um, jack scott or something some like bullshit. that yeah. something like that so but he's intimately involved a lot of characters you will recognize a lot you won't a lot of character a lot of character actors from like british television but uh ragnar lothbrook's in it 
the gentleman who played the Viking in the in, first season in Vikings. of Vikings. Yeah. Um, it's a wonderful show. It is visually stunning. Um, it is acted extremely well. It is typical Blade Runner Ridley Scott, where it's very kind of awkward and obtuse. You don't know everything yet. You don't yeah. know who the good guys are, the bad guys are. They're both. Uh, it has a lot to do with religion and the belief yeah. in religion and the the resistance to religion is a having, big theme. Having not seen the second season, but I, I saw the first season. I mean, the themes, like this could almost be a shared universe with Blade Runner. I agree. That's that was my first, thought. and the concept is very. It's very much about what it means to be human. Amen. Because it deals a lot with AI, yeah. and, and those issues, and and this season gets it even more muddy. Okay, the yeah. water gets opaque. It cool. doesn't get clear. Well, I've been waiting to have the whole series. I want to watch the whole series. You're going to enjoy the sh- to end. You yeah. specifically will enjoy the shit out of it. Cool. They get really into a lot of character development. There's a lot of just bitching action. Um, just total fucking right. bloodbath action, which is super cool. Um, yeah, that that's great. If you guys haven't seen Raised by Wolves, don't watch the 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 opening credits though. It's the most disturbing like opening credits of any show. Right. There's this weird it's the song. opposite of Peacemaker. It's, yeah, yeah, totally. It's the, <laughs> it's the exact opposite of Peacemaker. Um, and then, which speak, is the greatest opening credits ever? Top three. I mean, it's not come and knock at our door. It's It's not not cheers. It's not cheers. You know what I mean? Cheers always made me. You know what made me sad? The taxi intro. What? How so? Oh yeah, that was kind of a melancholy show. Very melancholy, dude. Well, it was about working class dudes working in taxi driving. Yeah, which is a you know not not the greatest vocation. Think about that cast. Oh my god, Judd Hirsch, phenomenal. Danny DeVito. Uh, uh, what's his name? Fucking Kaufman. Uh, Kaufman. Uh, Christopher Lloyd. Christopher Lloyd. Margot. Danny DeVito. Christopher Lloyd. Um, what's it? Hemingway? Yeah, Margot. Margaret. Yeah, no, what was Mariel? Mariel Hemingway. Hem- no, it wasn't Mariel. No? No, that's no, the blonde the that was in oh, Star God, Yeah, gosh. Hold on. I'll look it up. Okay. But you're talking about. In lieu of Carol. All star cast of all time. Um. um that's a show I haven't revisited in a long time. I wonder how time. Taxi would hold up because it was very tongue in cheek and very kind of sophomoric in a lot of its humor. It was. It was super misogynist. Oh, t- Tony fucking Danza. Tony Danza. Tony Danza. Tony Danza. But super misogynistic and not okay. Like they could never make it again. Um, <laughs> Mary Lou Henner. Mary Lou Henner. Jesus. God damn yeah, it. Mary Lou Hemingway. What is happening to us yeah, in our yeah. old age? Um, anyway. Um, <laughs> Getting what back ever, that. Oh, Carol Kane was in there. Carol I've, Kane! Rhea Perlman appeared in Dude. it. Dude! Is that where she met DeVito, maybe? Probably. I wonder. The weirdest couple in Hollywood. Kind of makes a lot of sense, though. A weirder couple. And Ruth Gordon. Ruth Gordon? Was in that fucking show. Oh, my God. Harold and Maude. Yes. Ruth, that's crazy. Of any which way but loose, fam. Any which way but loose! <laughs> <laughs> Clyde. Left turn, Clyde. Clyde. Uh, love it. Uh, we're just, I don't know why we got off on We're taxi, just old men talking. Yeah, that's happened. Um, another thing I want you guys to watch, if you haven't, you don't have to have watched the original. Speaking of Ragnar Lothbrook, um, <laughs> I want to get a shirt made that says, what would Ragnar do? I think it would be fun. Anyway, if you have watched Vikings, and a lot of you have, it's a very popular show. I fell off the last couple seasons. Once Ragnar died, it just started its decline down, in my opinion. 
That being said, they have a new Vikings show on Netflix. It's like the number one show on Netflix called Vikings Valhalla. And this takes place 100 years into the future of where the original Vikings. So they still have a memory of that time, but the world is different. You have Vikings living in England. That was the whole deal that was struck in first Vikings. And then um, I, I won't, I'm not going to spoiler it because it happens in the first like 15 minutes of the first episode. But it, here it is 100 years in the future. There's not really a Viking community the same way there used to be. Uh, they've integrated into the Anglo-Saxon society. And then one uh, one guy decides, the king of England decides it's going to be a great idea to ice all the Vikings in England. And they do a campaign and basically assassinate right. a bunch of people living in England that are like from Viking blood. They wanted to make it pure again. Yeah. And then begins the quest of the, the Danes. The da- yeah, and it was called the Danish Agreement. Yeah. I mean, this is from a historical document oh, yeah. where they said it's okay to live here. They reneged on it, killed all the fucking Vikings, and now the Vikings basically blew their horn, you know, the Viking horn, uh, and signaled fucking Ragnarok, and fucking, and now all the Vikings get together to go invade England. That's yeah. the premise of the show, and it's fucking dope, dude. Cool. It's blood, guts, sex, awesomeness, and whereas Vikings took seasons to really develop like, the first season of Vikings was great, but then it got, like, it took a while to gain momentum. Yeah. That this yeah. comes out of the box hot. And right. it just fucking goes, dude. And by the end of it, it's super fun. It plays with old gods versus new gods. Um, a lot of that uh, kind of... So it's tra- also the plot of Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Right. Which I've played through, like, three times. So you're going to love this. Yeah. It's I'm the same It's the same it. show. Same Without show. all the time traveling. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Whatever happened to American gods? Okay, so that's an interesting story. Because this is a similar old concept. Gods and new gods. Yeah. This, this is, is a similar of- concept to what we were dealing with, what <laughs> we were talking about with Wayward Pines. Right. Um the first season of American Gods, and if you guys haven't read Neil Gaiman's American Gods, it's one of my favorite novels of all time. I mean, favorite novels mm-hmm. of all time. It is super interesting. It's right in my fucking wheelhouse. Um, it is new gods versus old gods. Right. Um, but they're physical manifestations they're, they're, of the gods. Exactly. Right. Like Odin walks the walks land. Walks the land. Yeah, you totally. Know? So in that, you get uh, introduced to this character that's just getting out of prison. His name is Shadow. One of my favorite protagonists ever Dude, is Shadow. So it's great. fucking phenomenal. Yeah. He meets uh, Mr. Wednesday, who ends up. We don't. We don't know who he is yeah. yet. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, but like, and and it goes through this, and the the novel is just fucking fabulous. But what happened is they they adapted the first season to I don't know maybe like half the book something okay. like that. Okay. But then mid season they uh, or or off season. They lost like almost all of the production crew. Like people left, people got fired, like Whoa. this whole thing. So it's just a weird cursed set. Yeah. So like thing? when everyone came back together and tried to put season two back together, it got really weird. The story I don't know. It just I tried to watch it and I was really frustrated with it because the source material just didn't seem to be at play anymore. They were introducing weird new characters. And that's fine. I mean it's it's a different medium. Sure. And as well, they should. Did like, you try like to... the television adaptation? The first season was fucking awesome. How amazing was that? dude? It was awesome. That was breathtaking. It was the so guy good. that played Shadow, 
not what I pictured in the book, right. but he was really fucking good. Dude, Orlando Bloom, he uh, left, right? He got fired. Yeah, I think he got fired. Um, I can't remember. The the guy from uh, Orange is the New Black, the prison guard. That He's great. He played the leprechaun. He played the leprechaun. He was fucking he's phenomenal. phenomenal. And he's like 6'6". Six, six, every scene he was in. He stole, he stole every scene. Every scene he well, was in. Well, you have Humbo, you played... Oh, I call him well, Odin because Ian McShane. Ian McShane, who is the, the just brilliance, a fucking legend of Ian McShane. How um, many great projects has Ian McShane? He just falls ass backwards in it. Although he was in a really bad medieval movie, what was that? Oh, he's been in a lot of bad <laughs> shit, dude. <laughs> just say, and he'll pop up in weird stuff. Like I don't know if you've ever seen Sexy Beast. Oh God, yes. With uh, uh, Ray Winstone. You wanna, you wanna, Winston. Winston. Yeah. yeah, you wanna, you wanna see why. Ben Kingsley gets all the work he does. Holy Go watch Beast and crap. then talk to me about acting. He's better in that than he is in fucking Gandhi. T- talk to me. You about know what acting. I mean? I want you to tell me about acting after watching that. Don Logan is Fuck. one of the most horrifying characters in film history. That is like well, when when I grew up and wanted to be an actor, we would watch things like The Godfather and you know, like these these. Uh, absolute like iconic roles from you know uh, East of Eden and we watched yeah. all these like what we would like Streetcar you know like these are like tour de force acting yeah go watch Ben Kingsley in Sexy Bees and talk to me yeah. about fucking anything dude yeah. like, there's scenes in that movie that make you so anxious ridden he makes stressed you so out uncomfortable it makes you so uncomfortable because you awesome. he and I, it, it's just brilliant. And I know the writing is a huge part of that too. Yeah. But his performance, oh. holy shit, man! He he sets you off throughout that every scene he's in. Get up, fat man! And it's like you never up, know what the man. fuck's gonna. Yeah. Oh my god. Um, and yeah, and he uses repetition as a fucking as like, a weapon. As a weapon. Yeah. And it's unnerving. Get up! Get up! It's get up! Unnerving. Get up! Yeah. And he's just like. Well, he's a killer. That's what killers do, I guess. Yeah. Um, uh, but anyway. Ian McShane plays a fucking fantastic role in that movie. It's a brief appearance. Right. Um, but, like, there's a famous scene where he's, like, in a bathhouse just getting railed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's what happens at a bathhouse. Yeah. I'm yeah, just saying. Um, Sexy Beast is very on brand for us. That's one that, yeah. One of the best. We should. I'm surprised we never worked that into the part of the opening drop. Yeah, I know. Kind of needs to I be know. there. We, yeah, we we're gonna talk we're gonna talk to our technical department and see about that. <laughs> um, lastly, Bobbyth Bobbyth Van Noys, myself, and um, our favorite Chuddy buddy, um, and our significant others. Bobby's taking a friend, but I'm taking Rex. Sean's taking his wife. We are going to see the long-awaited Batman, yeah. or as I should say, the Batman. Right. Right. Um, this is, uh, Pattinson, Robert Pattinson, Paul Dano playing the Riddler yep. and, uh, Colin Farrell playing the penguin and yep. Zoe Kravitz playing Catwoman yep. this is pretty much what's considered. I mean, I don't know how all star you want to get. Um, I think a lot of people are a little wary of the Robert Pattinson casting. I'm dude. We've talked about this on the I program. Know, but I I'm okay with it, man. Why wouldn't you be? Now, look, post-Twilight, I get it. Right? I get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was in a, one of the most popular franchises of all time. So was Daniel Radcliffe, right? He was Harry Potter. Yeah. Like, these guys, it's not their fault. Like, they got on this big fucking train. Well, Harry Potter was good. 
Right. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to be, I'm going to, I'm going to use all my street cred when I say I actually kind of in a way enjoyed Twilight. There's a reason for it, but whatever. Oh, um, I, that's a conversation. I did not mind it as much. I think it became cool to hate it because it was young, young, a, you know, YA material, source material. Well, and it was mostly read by Mormon moms. Right. As porn jerk off material. <laughs> I'm a, sorry, but as you guys know, I'm a, I'm a tremendous fan of all things horror. And even though that was not a horror movie, it was interesting to see their um, use of what vampires were. And I thought, yeah, I, I get it. Body glitter. Okay, I get it. Um, but it was a little interesting that the, the mythos they created, the universe they created, I thought was not horrible. I wish I would have read the books probably. Me too. Just to kind of actually understand and the by mythology. The way, would never have read the books. Never. <laughs> never. Never. Um, I read Interview. I read fucking, I read oh, Anne Rice. I read Anne Rice up until the bitter end. That's I what's mean, up. And, yeah. I mean, she turned into a cuckoo bird too. But. Well. Yeah, she was. She was another. I think there's an adaptation coming of Lestat. There's, dude, dig down. Uh, what is it? Morduke? What was the, the Mart, yeah more, yeah the the demon thing yeah 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 um, Memnock 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 um, um I I've read a lot of her stuff as a young adult and thought she was fantastic but, there was um, a time when all I read was Anne Rice and Poppy Zebright yeah for yeah, that yeah, yeah. genre for that of genre gothic vampires a hundred percent and everything was fucking New Orleans and our, chartreuse yeah brother <laughs> it was all garden district and yeah fucking, yeah you know, yeah puffy sleeves yeah drawing blood and lost souls were the poppy z bright okay. books that were right. like really fucking good i like, i just really i good. found it interesting in the i mean nobody kind of did that gothic uh, sexy horror better than Anne Rice did. No, she had she a wrote sense some, of it. She wrote some, also some like erotic novels that were fantastic too. Um, See, I never like, read any of that. There was really, it, they were really well done. Yeah, she, bitch could write. Let's yeah, just be yeah. honest. Uh, that means, <laughs> that's the epi- that's the episode that's title. The bitch could, bitch write. could write. <laughs> um, a lot of good TV going on. Uh, there's a lot of new horror going on. Um, go check some out, and if you can. Give some money to the movie theaters. We're like I said, I, I the Robert Pattinson thing. I need everybody needs to stop. And I always say this: every time somebody wants to shit on that kid, go watch The Lighthouse. Then talk to me. Yeah. Um, watch Cosmopolis, and, even though it's a hard movie to it's watch. It's a hard movie to watch, but he's he, you fucking know hard, great in it. You know how hard to work a opposite Willem Dafoe <laughs> for an entire movie. Just you and just him. you and him in a room. Getting drunk. You and he? He and he and you? Uh I don't know. Yeah. Um just say Willem. Just Willem. Everybody um, will know. If that guy's it, a psychotic. Uh Pattinson does an amazing job um opposite him in that movie. It's not everybody's cup of tea. It's some real A twenty four shit. <laughs> That's for sure, man. Uh the A twenty four will not let you down. They're either gonna you're gonna love it or you wanna kill yourself. <laughs> uh, there's yeah. no middle ground. Or both. Or both. Um, you can love it and still want to kill and yourself. And still want to kill yourself. So there is an adaptation coming to AMC oh, of Interview with a oh, Vampire. So it's a limited series or something, um, right? Yeah, or, and the gentleman that's going to play Lestat is named Sam Reed. I am not familiar with him. Good. Um, he's an Aussie, of course. Th- those motherfuckers get all of our acting jobs. Um, Kind of fucking seems that way. Right. But, uh, yeah, what are you going to do? 
Bunch um, of comments. So I don't know. Anyways, I hope that's well done because it's a really good AMC's source material. Been, AMC comes with it, man. Yeah. Like, because um, they are um, responsible for a lot of good fucking television. Um, I, I'm, we're kind of at the end of the first of three parts of the last season of Walking Dead. Um, and they, oh, is that not over yet? It's not over yet. They, Boy, now you talk about a property. I've invested my entire that took life. a fucking turn. It did, but it also, you got to give it the ability to take yet another turn, which it did. They're getting back to basics with... But it's over. It's not over yet. It's going to be over. It's going to be over. But there's going to be a film adaptation. There's going to be a spinoff of Daryl and Carol. Right. And then there's another one with um, Andrew Garfield or whatever his fucking name is. The, The main character. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Rick. Yeah, Rick is Another supposed to fucking get his... Aussie. Yeah, Rick is supposed to get his own movie as well. Well, that's, uh, that's it's probably going to shit the bed like every other Because he was helicoptered off. It, they're going to bring him back at the end of the season just because just they to need set to wrap that off. off the fucking red ribbon, you know, like yeah. wrap it with a red ribbon. Well, but I was least, a nerd for those comics when they came out. I... I Every fucking pitching, right? I mean, every month I Super was just bitchin'. lined up for that yeah. shit. Yeah. Super pitching. They, the first couple of seasons I thought were pretty fucking cool. They were very cool. And I think they had a good run and then it hit a wall. It jumped the they shark. They really shit the bed with Negan as a character because Negan in the comic books was an amazing character. See, and I like, I like him in that character. Robert, Robert Dean Morgan, I think is his name. Jeffrey. Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Jeffrey Sorry. Morgan. Um, no, I love that guy. He's fucking awesome. Like yeah. I, I didn't read that. I read. I saw the. I saw the graphic novels, the comics. They just I fucked did, his arc up. I did not read the Negan arc in there. Yeah. So I had no, no basis of comparison. Yeah. I heard about him, like he was a much anticipated character in the in the universe when he came out. I mean, I don't know. I don't. I guess I'm. I'm. I'm don't know enough about it to dislike it. <laughs> well, whiskey reelers, as we are wont to do, yeah, we have gone fucking crazy long. Oh, good. Um, <laughs> we were gonna line up some songs, but I don't know if we really like. We're we're approaching an hour and a half. Here. Okay, I'm. Uh, yeah. We're so backlogged on music, by the way. It's gonna feel like we're behind when we um, give you our hits. I know. Um, that being said, okay. Do you want to roll um, it in? Well, I think we should uh, move on to uh, Clutch Our Pearls and say goodbye to these beautiful people. Clutching our pearls. I will say this. Yes. I'm going to beg and plead tonight with Sean Moriarty to come on next week. Okay. To talk so that we can discuss Batman because we are going to watch it tonight. All of us. And yeah, so we got a crew going to watch Batman and I hope... We can talk him into, you know, getting out of his comfort zone and joining us for an episode because I want to hear what he has to say after the fact. Yeah, know. he's the Batman guy. He's I mean, the he's DC the Batman guy. guy. He's the DC guy. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, he likes Batman forever. Right. Like a lot. He likes nipple suit Batman. He likes it a lot. He likes Val Kilmer Batman. He will apologize for that George Clooney shit. Oh my God, he will too. (laughs) I kid, but like, no. But I'm I'm going to throw that out to him tonight after we watch this The Jim Carrey Riddler shit. Gross. (laughs) It's all I'm saying, dude. By the way, he was three times better than Tommy Lee Jones. Tommy Lee Jones was was garbage. It was embarrassing, dude. Um, Hard to watch. (laughs) <laughs> You're talking about a man who won his Oscar working opposite Steven Seagal. 
before we move on to clutch while we're still talking media worst cinematic batman villain ever Ooh. and then i want our listeners to send us some feedback on this yeah because i think text us email us because i think the voicemail wor- us the, the, the worst villain call to action it's hard, <laughs> it's hard to get past the spider-man bad baddies that were horrible Sure. Um, it's but hard. The, oh, but the Batman. Whew, it's, um, a, it's a murderer's row of shitheads. I mean, it's hard to get past Tommy Lee. Um, I have my. I know mine. I, I got to think. Who? Who? I think easily the worst. <laughs> easily is fucking Schwarzenegger. Oh! <laughs> In the Clooney one. Cool off. Cool off. It was so, it's so it's embarrassing. Dude. Fucking humiliating. <laughs> that stupid suit. Like I was ashamed to be in the theater oh God, when that happened. Dude, that that was so bad. Suit. Um also runner up for me would be the neon gang that Chris O'Donnell fought <laughs> in oh the alleyway. God. That was so dumb. <laughs> There's a bunch of ravers. <laughs> but like hyper violent right. mili- you know, like martial artist ravers. Yeah, they, it was they, so stupid. Stupid. They ended up writing Vespas <laughs> on Tatooine. That was their character arc. Um, anyway, let's clutch our pearls, guys. Let's get out of here. Um, I'm going to go first because I'm going to give Bobby time to think of one. Uh, what I wanted <laughs> recently, um, just, you know, you go through your life shit. Uh, what I will say is uh, have... Some patience when it comes to being told about yourself. It's not fun. Uh, but if you care about the person that's telling you about yourself, you will allow them to speak and, and honestly try to listen and hear. Um, even though it might not result in much or you, you don't even need to agree. It's important that the pers- people you care about feel like they can come to you and talk to you. Um, You never want to shut down that line of communication. So before you start defending yourself or explaining yourself, just take a beat, listen to what they're saying. And um, yeah, um, have some patience with other people because obviously you don't know what they're feeling at the time when they do that. I guess mine's kind of in a similar vein. And we actually talked about this earlier in the episode, like having people in your life that you don't see eye to eye with whether politically or the way they see life, or maybe she believes in astrology. I don't know. <laughs> shit like that. But <laughs> she believes in weird shit like stars and condoms. Right. Yeah. But I, I have some really, really close friends, people I truly, truly love, and they are on opposite spectrums of things like pretty Trumpy, pretty MAGA esh, <laughs> that kind of thing. Um, but like a couple of weekends ago, like we all got together and just, I'll say it, just ate a bunch of mushrooms and stowed away in a hotel room for (laughs) 12 hours (laughs) and just had a lovely time and politics didn't come up. Mm -hmm. We just kind of hung out and everyone just laughed and cuddled and we watched YouTube videos and it was a beautiful fucking thing. And like... What I see when I look at the world right now, we've become so striated and like we we are separating ourselves from other people uh, unnecessarily. We can disagree and we can still love each other and we can still have a fucking beautiful time. 
And there's no reason you can't do that. Um, unless the other person is just a giant piece of shit. But like in, <laughs> in this case, these are people I've known forever. Like I went to high school with these people. Sure. And we just had a wonderful fucking time. That's awesome. You know, it was all laughs. It's mushrooms. <laughs> it's, it's boomers. Mushrooms. Boomers. It's- uh, rumor has it that might be getting decriminalized pretty soon. Uh, it already is in Denver. Um, yeah. It has been decriminalized. So you're going to. And for Christ's sake, why not? You're going to see more uh, professional campers. Yeah. Let's call them that. Oh, and as a public service announcement. Do, 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 do. The more you know. <laughs> I will actually put the real music in there. But um, <laughs> there are people all across Colorado dying from fucking fentanyl. It's happening. Like three people just died in fucking Cortez, I guess. Wow. Yeah. Like in a hotel room yeah. together, but they were doing fentanyl is becoming a real serious issue. And look, we live in a town where people do drugs. We yeah. know people to do drugs. Yeah. Um, I haven't touched that stuff for a very, very long time, and I have no intention of doing so. But that there's no judgment associated if you want to party with your friends. Do yourself a favor. Make sure you know where you're getting stuff from. And, and, and buy, test buy strips. a testing strip. So make sure because it is everywhere. Go online. You can find fentanyl testing strips for a couple bucks a piece. You can buy like 10 of them, have them around. Um, we've talked about now they're trying to lace weed with fentanyl. It's gotten bad. And if you if you partake in any other substances and we know what we're talking about, a package, let's consider a thing a package. One out of every eight packages are going to have fentanyl in it. Yep. And that's what's killing people. So be safe, be careful, buy those test strips. Um, I heard Sean peed on his fentanyl strip and he is pregnant. Why should I?